0: Hey, I got to tell you, I was a little bit surprised looking at Sharp's football analysis to see that Anthony Richardson is ranked 14th among potential starting quarterbacks in the NFL. I got to tell you, I thought, really? All right, 14th ahead of guys like Jared Goff and Aaron Rodgers? I'll tell you why. We'll do that in a moment. We'll talk about the similarities between the Saquon Barkley situation with the New York Giants and the Jonathan Taylor situation with the Indianapolis Colts. We're a year ahead of ourselves with Jonathan Taylor, but still this is a comparison that bears watching and bears mention. Jonathan Taylor needs to watch this really, really closely to see what's happening with Barkley because, like I said, very, very similar situation between Barkley and Taylor. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about the need for a quarterback, a veteran quarterback, Who's out there that the Colts could possibly get, who could help them in the short term as the young cornerbacks hopefully develop into really, really good starting quarterbacks? We'll talk about that. Also, college basketball rules are changing. Ay, aye, aye, with the block charge rule, what is going on? How do you fix this? College basketball has taken a step toward making it more confusing, which is what they always do. What they need to do is get rid of the charge block call completely. Charge should not be a foul whatsoever. However, college basketball not ready to embrace that somewhat radical idea, even though it would absolutely clean the game, make life much, much easier for the officials. The NBA Finals are going to end tonight. The Denver Nuggets are going to wrap this thing up in the fifth game. As I told you, before this series even began. This is Breakfast with Kent for Monday, June twelfth, two 2023. Brought to you by the great people at uh, at Johnson's Plumbing. Had Jared Johnson out to the house last week. Did a great job fixing us up. Very, very good. Put us on the track toward being completely fixed up in a number of ways with our home. And I couldn't be more thankful. Give him a call, 765-610-888. Zero nine 9 is the number. Smash that subscribe button. Hit the like button. And ring the bell so you get an alert every time we go live. Very, very helpful. And if you want to make a donation, you make a donation. Super thanks are always welcome here. Let's talk about sports. Let's talk about the Indianapolis Colts. Let's talk about Anthony Richardson. Anthony Richardson uh, was ranked, projected, as the 14th most productive fantasy quarterback by Rich Ryber with Sharp's Football Analysis. Sharp's Football Analysis is absolutely awesome. If you don't subscribe, you should. That puts Anthony Richardson ahead of quarterbacks like Aaron Rodgers, Jared Goff, and others and Russell Wilson. And the the reason for that is he's very very likely to start in week 1 according to Sharp's Football Analysis. I'm telling you he's going to start from week 1. There's no way that Shane Steichen can call himself a quarterback whisperer if he can't get the fourth overall pick, a guy with the tool set that Anthony Richardson has, ready to play week one. That's why he was hired. That's why Anthony Richardson was drafted. He was drafted to, to play, not sit. He can run, and he can throw, and he can throw deep. These are traits that project well to fantasy football. Does this mean that the Indianapolis Colts are more likely to win more games than the New York Jets because of like Rodgers being ranked 16th, 17th, and Richardson ranked 14th? Not necessarily, but yes. Got to be. You have to. This team is ready in other ways to win games. In some ways, it's not ready to even compete on the field We'll talk about that in a few minutes. That gets back to the entire uh, cornerback discussion. Uh, Productivity is important. Now, it's interesting to note that Anthony Richardson is ranked ahead of both Bryce Richardson uh, or Bryce Young and CJ Stroud. Those guys are ranked 23rd and 24th. Will Levis is ranked 34th, a few spots behind Ryan Tannehill, with whom he's competing for his starting job with the Tennessee Titans. Anthony Richardson is going to get an opportunity, and he's got wheels. And if you've got wheels, you can go get fantasy points. If you can throw, you can go get some fantasy points too. But the wheels are what separate him from others. you got guys who can flat take it to the house. Anthony Richardson ran a 4-4-3 at the combine and reportedly ran a sub-4-4 at a workout. All right, so that's fast. He runs easy, he, he changes directions easily, he cuts easy, he looks, this is an absurd comparison because Gale Sayers was the most beautiful running back in the history of the National Football League but he looks like Gale Sayers a little bit when he runs. He puts his foot in the ground, changes direction and he's at maximum speed immediately and it looks fluid, it looks poetic. Anthony Richardson is a, has a physical tool set that is ultimately impressive. Set the record for vertical jump, set the record for standing broad jump among, at his position in the NFL Combine, and that goes back a long way. Again, does this mean that the Colts are going to win nine games next year? But they could. If Steichen can get Richardson able to compete, able to read, and able to not make mistakes, that's a tall order. Like, he's going to make mistakes. He's going to make some mistakes, but he's also going to make some great plays. Going to be a really, really exciting season. Minicamp starts tomorrow as we move toward that season. It's a three-day deal out at the Colts practice uh, facility. We'll watch all three days. We'll see what they look like. It's way too early to make any kind of real projection toward what Richardson's going to do or the team. They're not playing against other people. They're not hitting each other. They're playing against air. We can't tell stuff. So saying nine wins, 11 wins. Some people are saying 11 wins. I think that's crazy. Some people, I say seven. I say this team looks, on the, on the high end, capable of winning seven games. Last year they won four. They did it with a variety of mediocre quarterbacks. Uh, when mini-camp ends, we're going to have five weeks to prepare for training camp. That's going to be fun. Training camp's going to be fun. You're going to see it's going to be fun. Saquon Barkley's situation with the New York Giants is very, very uh, analogous to uh, Jonathan. what Jonathan Taylor is going to experience next year. Uh, Barkley was offered reportedly, a, a deal that would pay him an average of $14 million a year through whatever duration that deal was that's rumored to have existed. Barkley turned it down. The Giants franchise tagged him, and they're moving on. They've got until July 17th to come to an agreement on a long-term deal, or he he plays by the tag, or he chooses not to play by the tag, and the tag number... Four running backs in 2023 is $10.09 million. You want to sit and not make $10 million? Okay. The one way it's not analogous to uh, Jonathan Taylor's, Jonathan Taylor is going to get to that year a year early because he was a second round pick instead of the second overall pick, which was what Saquon Barkley is. First rounders, you have team control through year five. Second rounders, You have team control through year four. This is year four for Jonathan Taylor. Um, Saquon Barkley said yesterday, I've just come to the reality that this is a business. Yes! If you're an NFL player and you don't understand this is a business, you need to come to that conclusion. It's a business. The owners are all worth a billion dollars, more than a billion dollars. You know why? Because they understand that it's a business. Roger Goodell understands it's a business. If they try to sell you this conceptual notion that it's a game, it's not. It is a business, and it's big business, and as a running back, you have a very limited window to uh, plumb your value. And the time is going to come next year where Jonathan Taylor needs to do that. Running backs are not paid well in the NFL. Because they, their skill set tends to diminish more quickly than at other positions. And it's just not that important anymore. It's not. Saquon Barkley had a wonderful year last year. right? Uh, uh, borderline, I'm not going to say incredible, but close. 1,312 yards, 10 TDs, he had 57 catches. Obviously, the bell count for that offense. But it doesn't last forever. That's why Dalvin Cook was released. That's why Ezekiel Elliott is still a free agent. That's why Derrick Henry is on the trading uh, block. That's what happens at running back. Nobody wants to overpay a running back because their skill set or their productivity diminishes as they approach age 30. Jonathan Taylor's only 24, so the Colts have a decision. They've made that decision twice in the past, really three times in the past. They traded Marshall Falk after his initial contract. They traded him or uh, approaching the end of his initial contract, to the St. Louis Rams. They tagged Edger and James, then allowed him to leave via free agency. They allowed Joseph Dye to leave via free agency, and they didn't pay any price for any of them. They just kept winning. That's the running back position. That's what Jonathan Taylor needs to understand. He's really, really good at what he does. If he stays healthy, he's potentially great at what he does. But how long is he going to be great how long do the Colts want to be on the hook for a Jonathan Taylor contract that is, you know, in the fourteen to fifteen million dollar range? Cornerback's uh, a position of need for the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, you know what? If the Colts are serious about competing, they got to go out and get somebody who's on the street and see if they can still play. You've got guys like Eli Apple. Eli Apple. How many teams has he played for? Right, Peters. Played for a bunch of teams that doesn't uh, that will not impress the Indianapolis Colts. You got a guy like Casey Hayward. Casey Hayward's thirty-three years old. Nobody lets a great cornerback leave, and if they do, they are certainly off the street by now. You're really taking you're really rolling the dice and hoping to hit a hard ten here. That's what you're doing in craps terms, but you got to do it. Because otherwise, you're going to start two rookies, or Dallas Flowers. I don't think you're excited about either prospect. Uh, college basketball rule change: the charge block call changing. It's the rule now is that a defensive player must be in a position when the offensive player uh, plants or, or leaves his plant foot into the air once he launches, as he launches. The player has got to be stationary. He's got to be in position. What the rule is going to be this upcoming season is when his plant foot hits. The defensive player has to get has to be in position. You think this is going to clean things up? It's not going to clean things up. It's ridiculous. It's completely absurd. There should be no charge call. My son told me that like eight years ago, and I said, "What? No block charge? No charge? It's like now." Nah. It's a terrible rule. He's 100% right. My son, Ryan, should be the commissioner of college basketball for the NCAA. Uh, Indiana State eliminated from the Super Regional Saturday by TCU. Uh, they might have had the same result in Terre Haute, but we don't know. They had to travel to Fort Worth because there are no hotels to be had in Terre Haute. How is that even possible? Absolutely ridiculous. If I'm the coach at Indiana State, I first good offer I get, I'm wheels up. If I'm a recruit, I ain't going to Terre Haute. If they don't have the facilities, if they don't have the infrastructure in place anywhere near that university to be able to host a super regional, I'm bombs, uh, I'm bombs away. Uh, NBA Finals Game 5 tonight. The Nuggets will end all hope tonight. They've got to. Daily Right, thank you. Haven't donated in forever. What in the world? Um, they got to play 48 minutes of high-end championship basketball. They need to eliminate all hope for the Heat because the Heat are just the kind of team that can come back and cause problems. So you've got to end it tonight, and I think the Nuggets are going to do exactly that. Watching the game Friday night, they're a revelation on the offensive end. The, the Miami Heat are a really good defensive team, and the Nuggets, bat, 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 move the ball with such alacrity to a guy who is open to take a shot. They use that 24-second clock, And, uh, you know, within the 24 seconds, they're going to find a really good shot. It was really fun to watch. I'm looking forward to the game tonight. Let's celebrate some birthdays, shall we? Uh, The great Linda Bostock Haas celebrating a birthday. J.B. Lane, uh, the great Rod Martin, happy birthday. Jim Langford, Debbie Zipes, the great Marina Jameson celebrating a birthday. Happy birthday to Marina. Craig Allen, happy birthday, Timothy Walker, Matthew Smith, Seth Patton, Philip Langley, Rick Green, Terry Caesar Hudson, Mark Ambrogi. My goodness, the great Mark Ambrogi And Sarah Maria Miller, who uh, I worked with at Emerson, was terrific. If today's your birthday, you celebrate like hell. If it's not your birthday, you celebrate somebody else that's best done with an honest and specific compliment. Treat people well. Lift each other up. Don't pull each other down. we got enough of that going on. We'll talk to you later today. The radio show at 7.07 on WGCLradio.com. Click the listener if you're in Bloomington. 98.7 FM, 1370 AM. Later today, we're going to be talking sports because it's what we do. Anatomy of
1: an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect.